Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host Dan and my co-host, co-host rather, great start, is sitting across from me looking fantastic despite the Sharks going winless in their first game. Mate, Terry, how's your week been? How you doing? What's happening? Give me the goss. Uh, week's been good. Look, obviously you hit the nail on the head. The weekend started off uh, pretty dreadful with uh, a lacklustre 50 minute you know, 50 minutes from the Sharks. But, um, yeah, look, other than that, you know, Sydney Kings still won. Uh, Sydney FC continued their indifferent season with the 2-0 win over Perth. Don't know how that happened. Um, look, it is what it is when it comes to Cronulla, isn't it? It certainly is. In round one, we all know it doesn't count. Now, I put a stat out this week that was, that was rubbished by some but lauded by others that said, you know, we, we don't win round one. That's just that's just what we do. Last year, we bucked the trend and didn't make the eight. Coincidence? I don't think so. Uh, you have a big coincidence on that one. I think the only other time I can remember winning round one was when Flanagan was banned. And, uh, but Titans? Yeah, we still, we still made the eight that year. But, um, and how'd it go the year after, Terry? What's that? How'd it go the year after? What do you mean? Well, the year after we finished last. So I'm just saying it's best if we don't win in round one. It is best if we don't win round one, yeah. Right. I'm sure we'll discuss that more at length later. But the big news today, the one that's dominated all the news, the headlines, the Facebook channels, Britain Nakora has been spotted with Michael Maguire. Good. Okay, we're well, moving on. Now, I, I knew that you and I would have a little bit of indifference here. But uh, look, for those that haven't seen the, the video, uh, Nakora is very obviously having a a, uh, a meal with Michael Maguire. I have an exclusive, Terry. I didn't I didn't fill you in on this because I didn't want you tweeting it out before I got out there. Mm-hmm. I have news that no one else has from that meeting. Britt no. Nakora ordered the fish. Brilliant. Um, the, the minute that the minute that video was released, Dave Riccio jumped straight on air and was on Twitter saying that if Craig Fitzgibbon wants him, he'll stay. Um, I hope Fitz doesn't want him. He's like literally the most underwhelming player in our team, not named Blake Braley. Well, look, here we go. Now, I'm getting a little sick of your Blake Braley agenda, but we'll touch back on that soon. I am a big fan of Britton Nakora, but I think I'm more of a fan of what I think he can be rather than what he has been. Uh, and if he isn't re-signed by Fitzgibbon, I'm certainly not going to be too upset. But my my information is that Fitzgibbon still wants him on side. I think you know you've got to you got to take the meetings if they're there. He's a young footballer. He's big, this will be his biggest contract undoubtedly. Being he's got four or five whatever how many years now. Um, based on his round one performance, I think we've got a better prospect already in the system. But with Wade Graham up in the air. Look, we don't need to make a decision this week is where I'm going with this. And if the Tigers want to offer him a million dollars, well, good luck to him. But I'm not that worried either way. But for the record, I'm on air saying I want him to resign. The infatuation with Cronulla fans and Britton Nakora is what he did for the opening rounds in 2019. And we are always like, if Britton Nakora can get back to that, then, you know, we've got a good player on our hands. The situation, the, the, the problem is that for the back half of 2019, for all of 2020, and for all of 2021, we didn't get that Britain Nakora. We got the Britain Nakora that you saw on Friday night. The Britain Nakora that had six runs for 39 metres, 
you know, doesn't get involved rucking the ball out of of our own end. Just likes to run a likes to run a hole like a, a line close to the try line. That's the only time you see Brendan Cora take a hit up. He doesn't do the tough yards that Way Graham does. He doesn't do the tough stuff that CC Patalaka does. T. Wilton does. Jack Williams. You, you don't. You literally do not see Nakora do that. It's like twenty meters out from the, the line is Nakora time. The other eighty meters, he doesn't get involved. His defense is tragic. He was. If you if you literally go and watch, like if you can sit through it again. Go and watch that painful, painful, painful last play from Canberra that won them the game because he rushes up and he doesn't come back and then he doesn't elect to go and cover and help out as well. All he had to do was run back and he could probably hold Hudson Young up. For mine, I wouldn't pay him any more than 400000 and if the Tigers want to go above that, fucking go and go now. That's a fair call. Britton Nakora is not one known for his workload. I think we both agree there. He's an attacking second rower. I think he's got huge potential, but if we don't start seeing that potential in the next three weeks, uh, there's plenty of players off contract. And one you dropped in the uh, in the group chat earlier is right up there after his game in a fucking shithouse Sunday night game for the Cowboys. But well, we won't we won't speculate now, mate. Speaking of the Raiders, they did beat us twenty four to nineteen. We discussed this a little bit on Outlaws, but we saved the in-depth for today. Uh, before we kick it off, I just want to again say that anyone that hasn't watched Outlaws, shame on you, get on it immediately. Uh, but I want to re- you know, re-evaluate, not re-evaluate, re-emphasize what I said on the show. That anyone who's writing us off, or any of the players, or the coaching staff, etc., after one game, needs to get in a fucking cannon and be shot into the sun. Because it's just downright ridiculous. We never win round one. The Roosters got beaten by Newcastle, and they're not too worried. You know, it's 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 disgusting. But anyways, what were your overall thoughts, mate? Any standouts? Anyone that you thought didn't play well that won man of the match by a long, long way? Yeah, look, I think the, the, the most disappointing part of it was we repelled. We repelled and repelled. They had so many sets on our line to start the game, right? They just they had so many, and we repelled them, right? And then we get a 20-meter tap, we make yards, like... You could have forgiven our forwards for being really tired instantly after all that defensive workload that they did, but we got up into an attacking, you know, into the attacking. Yeah, we made eighty meters, and then we go short side to Ronaldo. He drops the ball. They get to play the ball ten meters out. Fifth tackle, Canberra elect to run the ball. You know, Jack Whiten's going to run. He throws a dummy, pushes Hines off. Passes to Kotrick, Kotrick passes back to him and he scores. And you're just like, for everything that we did on our try line and how fucking solid we were, that was the softest try to concede. And it was. It was It was, It was. was such a shit try to concede. And then their second try, you know, T, the, the guy falls into T. Wilton's chest. Ben Cummins looked at it and said, that's fine. He looked at the touch judge and the touch judge was like, it's fine. The video referee interjected and said, because he fell into T. Wilton's shoulder, it's a penalty. And you and I were talking about the video referee interference. Like, that happens every set. That's just called tackling. Hold on. (laughs) It's not as if there was a swinging arm involved. T. Wilton literally grabbed the guy and he fell into his shoulder. And because he stayed down and fell his face, you knew straight away it was going to be a penalty. You then, you know, drop out, 
Valamay then scores, and then he's taken off for HIA. Now, regardless whether Valamay was there or not, someone else would have scored that try. But the whole purpose of it was he shouldn't have been on the field because he stayed down for a head knock. And if you stay down for a head knock and the players put on a report, you got to go. Yep. That's the rules. So, I don't know. Then we score. It looks like, you know, a very, very crafted, uh, very well-crafted set play. Good on Andrew for feet for treading on that bloke's foot as well because he literally tried on his foot, fell over, Bradley picks the ball up and scores. Like, yeah. congratulations, smart play. And then that try that, you know, Sean's nickel clock started scores. Nine times out of ten, any fullback's going to drop that ball. But just the way that the ball bounced for us that night, scores, second half, we're all over them. The Raiders don't make 40 metres at all. Just our forwards really dominated. And the one time that Canberra looked like they were on top of us, Nico Hines kicked the ball 80 metres up the field. The penalty, you know, I've seen, seen lots of people overreact to this saying that that penalty cost us the game. Jesse Ramian should be dropped. He should never be playing first grade again. Yeah, look, I agree. It was a dumb penalty to give away. Timing was off, and you get that in round one. And Jesse is prone to a brain snap. That penalty didn't lose us the game. Canberra got the ball 30 metres out from our line. So they had 70 metres to travel. And bear in mind that they'd only made 40 metres every set that half. They should have been taking a long-range field goal. Instead... We capitulated, allowed offloads, allowed them to make 60 metres and get themselves into an attacking play. Canberra weren't setting up for a field goal at all, so I don't know what the middle of our field was doing. And the minute you see Jack White running to the short side, you've got to push across. I don't know. Frustrating. It was a very sharp performance. The errors were still there. Again, it's round one. It's going to happen. The stupid penalties were there. It's the lack of discipline that I have issues with. You know, there's going to be penalties. People are going to fall into shoulders. That's going to happen. You know, if you go for trick plays, you're going to lose the ball. That's totally understandable. It's the laying on them too long and getting the six again and then giving away a penalty. My, the thing I hate the most about the Sharks is we have a habit of, oh, cool, we got an attack set. Oh, we dropped it. Oh, we've given away a penalty. Now we're defending our own line. You can't do that. The good sides don't. Penrith don't do that, you know. And I hate praising those pricks because I hate them so very much. But they're the standard at the moment. We should be aiming to be what they are. Look, when it was close, I, I missed the majority of the first half. So I was on the train and the reception is shit for anyone that lives on the Cronulla line. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, what I saw, it looked like we were just tackling our backsides off and we were looking good. And then they scored a try that shouldn't be scored in first grade. And from there, I thought, oh, here we go again. It's one of these games. You know, when... Braley scored, I felt better about things, but when they scored on half-time, I thought I could write a script for round one and it would have gone exactly as it did. Now, I didn't see them coming out in the second half and doing what they did, so so props to them. And don't forget, we didn't have a coach. You know, you and I do this over Skype, you know, sorry to ruin the, um, the aura of everything. But it's not the same as being in person. And I, I think it's the same for Fitzgibbon, you know. His first half-time speech was given over Facebook. There's, you know, conflicting reports yeah, whether... Half-time speech, though. Well, that, well that's, that's what it is. Some people are saying that he did. Some people are saying that he didn't have anything to do with it. I'm more in the latter camp because how can you all stand around and look at a fucking iPad? You know, they don't... Canberra don't have the technology where they can put a TV in there. They're still black and white down there. They, hey, Cool Runnings came out. Congratulations to Canberra fans for finally seeing that movie. Look, it was just super frustrating. We got in a position where we should have won. Matt Moylan should be celebrating a match-winning field goal this week. 
look, yeah, the Ramian thing was dumb. He knew it. He put his hands up. And then White kicked it, what, seven metres? And I thought, okay, we dodged a bullet there because he should have bit off 40. And they should have been lining up for field goal. I wish they had been because as soon as I saw him go to the left, I threw my pen across the road because I knew they were going to score because we were set up to chase down a field goal. Jack White only plays two or three good games a year, and you can bet 100% every time one or two of them are against us. I fucking hate the bloke. Begrudgingly, though, he was by far the best player in the park and completely the difference for me. Mate, I'm happy to put that in the, oh, well, let's move on bracket. I don't see anything negative coming out of that. But one thing I do want to say, and I think this falls into Josh Hannay, maybe Steve Price, the way the bench was used in that second half, you can't have Royce Hunt come on and roll them See if Italikai come on and just dominate the middle and play less than quarter of the minutes of Aiden Tolman, who, to his credit, did pretty well the other night. But two of them were impacts and one's a plotter, and he got all the minutes. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I also think that Royce Hunt's impact has been overstated by the fact that he was on the field at the same time as Talakai. And Talakai was the one who really turned the game for us. Um, Dan, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe in reputational penalties? Um, I want to say no, but I do, yes. Yeah, and there, there was a good clip, and I can't for the life of me, I can't find it on Twitter. And this is the this is the worst thing with Twitter is when you get good content, you can't find it, but all the shit content's all over my timeline every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Andrew Fafita was penalised for laying on the player for too long, and. and the, the timer shows Fafita was on the player for 3.7 seconds. The following tackle after they've kicked for touch, Dale Finucane makes the tackle and he lays on the play for five seconds. No penalty. No penalty. Now, it's the same thing on the other side. Joe Tarpany was laying all over our guys and there was never a get up Joe, get up Joe, get up Joe like Fafita got. Fafita got one get up and a penalty. We didn't get that at all. So, I... I believe there is reputational penalties, and I believe that, you know, it doesn't matter who our coach is going to be, the stigma of, you know, the stigma of a couple of our players is going to, because Jesse Ramian as well, it's always, Jesse, get back, Jesse, get back, but, you know, you never hear that from T. Wilton or Ronaldo on the other side, you know, Ronaldo, the Ken Stephen medalist, probably couldn't do anything wrong, so, you know, I, I, just, I just wanted to point that out, that, yes, we still get penalised for having injured feeder in our team. Mate, that's, uh, that's good data. You won't find that anywhere else. Look, I, I think overall, mate, we're in a pretty good spot. There were no major injuries, no suspensions. We've named the same side this week. Sorry to jump ahead. But, uh, look, it is it is what it is. It was disappointing. We should be celebrating a win. I have no doubt about that. few defensive lapses, which is something that I think Craig Fitzgibbon being there this weekend will, will nut out. I'm glad we played Canberra in the first round because I think Penrith would have beat us by 40. But I also think if we play like that, we beat the majority of sides, which is which is what you want from a round one performance. Yeah, look, I mean, we play the Bulldogs, we've beaten by 30, play the Broncos, play the Tigers, play the Warriors, play the, Cow- like, play the Cowboys, we win that game by 60. Oh, spot on. Oh, jeez. Let's not even go there, Terry. That game was so bad. Look, uh, we don't... So, yeah, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not worried after round one, but I am I am frustrated because we didn't deserve to win that game. And then when you get the second half performance, that that thirty minute performance that we got, 
that got us back in the game and got us in front where we should have won the game, that's where it becomes more disappointing. Like, if you and I are now analysing a 36-10 to 10 win, we turn around and go, well, we are never in the game. We didn't deserve it. Fitz has got a bit to work on. But we're now talking about we didn't deserve to win the game, but we probably fucking should have. Pretty That's what hurts more. Look, spot on. And just, just before we move on, I thought Nico Hines was very good as our chief playmaker. His kicking game is spectacular. I don't know where he's been hiding that, but uh, I think that's a real weapon for us this year. Look for some 40-20s. Yeah. Yeah, um, as well, like, I, I, I mean, I thought our man of the match was Dale Finucane. Um You know, I, I probably could say Blake Braley as well, but, geez, a, a short side, fifth tackle, pass the ball to Teague and Ronaldo probably, like, shat me up the wall more than it should have. Um, and, yeah, you know, Nico Hines and, and Jack White were... With the two standout playmakers on, yeah, it's, it's not even it's, it's not even close. Like, yep, no, nope, spot on. All right, we're moving on. So we don't like looking backwards. This weekend, of course, we're back at Sharp Park for the first time in what seems like ten to twenty years. It's been a long, long time. One of us will be there. One of us has um, got a life outside of football, which is um, unfortunate. But Terry, we've named an unchanged side, but there are a few people on the bench that. Certainly piqued my interest, the main one being Ken McInnes. Yeah, look, all, 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 uh, all the mail going around is that Ken McInnes is going to play. Whose spots he going to take, who knows? There was that rumour going around that Andrew Fafita was seen in the moon boot. Um, you know, Aid Coleman in a red vest, who knows? Just get Ken McInnes in that team. We need someone to go and make 70 tackles. Yes. Don't care. Yes, we do. If he's 90% on playing him. The other player that is on the extended bench is Connor Tracy. Now, I'm not thinking he'll come in. Put it that way. I think you've got to give Ronaldo two or three weeks at Santa to prove himself, and I don't think he could value did anything wrong. Um, you know, he probably got closer than he had any right to on that match, potential match winning try, because the kick would have been difficult, of course, but Nico would have split it down the middle. Um, the other name that I want to point out, mate, is Frank Pele. Now, there's a there's a fair call from the fans to, to put him on the bench at the expense of, say, a Fafita or a Pella or a um, Tolman. I don't know if I can deny that after his trial performance and what we saw the other night. My only problem with that is if, say, you put Pele on the bench for Aiden Tolman, you'd then have a bench of Frank Pele, Andrew Fafita and Royce Hunt, three of the same players, no one doing the dirty work in the middle. Aiden Tolman, for all his faults, you know, and I know he's not the most, you know, you look at Aiden Tolman and you're never going to get those runs that from Franklin Pele, but when you look at Franklin Pele, you're never going to get the garbage stuff that Aiden Tolman does. Aiden Tolman clears your ruck. Aiden Tolman takes the shitty hit-ups, you know, three metres out from your line when the defence wants to pin you down. Who's the first person putting their hand up to take that fucking suicide run? Aiden Tolman. Every time. Yeah. So... If I was bringing Franklin Pele in for anyone, I'm bringing him in for Andrew Fafita. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought you were going in a different direction in that we if saw Royce... If I'm bringing Cam McInnes in for anyone, then you're looking at, you know, if it's going to be like for like, I might I might take Aiden Tolman out and put Cam McInnes in. Yeah. But at the same time, at the moment, for how our team's lined up and the garbage work that we need done around our ruck because it still doesn't look right, I think there's a spot on the bench for Tolman before there's a spot on the bench for Feeder, Pele and Royce Hunt. So. Look, that's a fair call. I I think that, well, look, Talakai played 15 minutes and I think Royce had 20. 
Pele, for all his excitement, isn't a 60-minute player. So we're going to get a ha- have to get a lot of minutes out of Dale Finucane in the middle middle rather than 13. I know there's not a huge difference, but he'll be taking more hit-ups as a prop. Uh, look, McInnes, for all his tackling ability, he- he'll do he'll do those hard runs too, but you know Tolman's a bigger body, and you know McInnes is coming off a, a fairly severe injury, to say the least. So I would... <sighs> Look, it's not panic stations, but were there any changes you thought we were expecting to see? No, look, it just you, you, you got the players mixed up there. Talakai played 20 minutes, Royce Hunt played 12. Um, and both of them had more impact than uh, Britt Nakora had uh, on the team for us. The change that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're not... I'm glad that we named Ronaldo. Um, I, don't, I don't want Connor Tracy on... I don't want kind of Tracy starting in the centres. Like for mine, it's Ronaldo and and uh, Ramin, and that's how we, you know we play that out for the remainder of the season. If Connor Tracy's going to come in the team, let it go through the bench. Um, I don't think you know. I've just read out the the minutes there. Talakai played twenty, and Royce Hunt played twelve. You can probably give those twelve minutes to a utility player. So, do you need three? Do you need three forwards on the bench? Like, do you need three props on the bench when you only start two props? You know, and Dalf Nukin's a big-minute player. Teague Ruin's a big-minute player. Nakora is a big-minute player. Like, you know, when you get Cam McInnes back, when you get Wade Graham back, they're all big-minute players. So. That's true. Now, the one player that I potentially could have seen coming onto the bench was the man of the match for the Newtown Jets in young Metcalf, who had an absolute day out. Now, again, it's not the same standard. We all know that to be true. But Metcalf can only beat what's ahead of him. And Canberra went into that game as big favourites because I actually jumped on Top Sport to have a look what the Jets were paying. And we were big outsiders, and I thought, ooh. $4 at kickoff. We were $4 at kickoff. And that scared me off because I thought if we're two fifty or something, I'm jumping on here because I thought they knew something and I didn't. And it turns out that I was right. Again, as I normally am when we take on Top Sport because we've pants them for many, many years now. Um, look, I, I could, yeah, I'd be happy with Metcalf coming in because Parramatta have got a big, I won't say immobile, but they got two forwards that don't, they don't like to do above their workload. I know Campbell Gillard can make big meters and Paulo, very difficult proposition. But I don't know if you could say either like to tackle, perhaps, is probably the way to go. Um, so putting a, a young speedster of Metcalf's ability on the bench Especially with the rain that's forecast, I I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, again though, if if you're going to bring him into the team, how do you bring him into the team? Like, how do you bring him off the bench? Well, you, you don't really because of the way we're set up with Moyle and then the middles the way they are. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Like, is the whole utility for us is it is it a wasted? You know, for, for mine, for example, this is why Braden Trindle is the perfect utility for us because yes, you can play halfback, you can play hooker, you can also play lock. So that's the, that's where Braden Trindle has got that utility value. The utility from the Jets that I'd be bringing up if you were going to bring someone on the bench rather than Metcalf would be Jaden Verrill again because he can play hooker, he can play halfback, and he can play lock. He had a brilliant game on the weekend, Jaden Verrill's. Um, I watched the uh, I watched the Newtown Jets. Um, they, they, you know, they they posted the link to the game. I watched that. He is like, he's one of them players, he reminds me a lot of Scott Porter, not in the same style of play, but he's too good for Q Cup, he's too good for New South Wales Cup, but he may not make that leap to NRL. He'll play first grade this year, put it that way, but we'll uh, yeah. we'll see when that happens. Well, I'm happy enough with the side, you don't, 
There's nothing there that I saw last Friday night where I thought, oh, we immediately need to change that. I would like to see Fafita drop off the bench for Pele if it is there, um, just because I'm looking more towards the future. And, you know, six to eight rounds in, we're going to have Williams back. You know, McInnes will be at full fitness. I, I just don't know if there's a spot for Fafita, for whereas I think Pele can play a big, big future. Let's hope he stays away from the Tigers. Mate, in terms of are you confident we'll beat him? Top Sport have us as two dollars fifteen outsiders. Yeah, I, I think I think the outsider tag or the underdog tag for this game fits us. Um, look, I, I watched the, I watched Parramatta play um, Gold Coast on the weekend, and the opening twenty minutes I was shitting myself. Mm. I was like, Jesus, Parramatta look absolutely on here. That young winger got the hat trick, and you know, let's hope he's all right. Got a punctured lung and some broken ribs from it. Um, but yeah, I just the what I saw from the the, the back half, the, the final sixty minutes of the game for Parramatta eased my concerns a little bit. Um, I think if Parramatta had been able to play that opening twenty minutes the whole game, we'd probably be sitting at three dollars eighty on top sport right now. But the fact that we're at two dollars fifteen turns around and says, well, there's a bit of defensive starch about the Sharks this year, and probably a bit more. The only thing I will say about this is. We can't give we can't give Parramatta a twelve point lead because we won't run them down. We don't have the capacity to run them down. Like we're a better team than the Gold Coast Titans, yes, but the Gold Coast can turn their attack on because they've got a guy named David Feeder. We don't have that. We're just a solid unit who has to work as one. And I just feel that if it's we're twelve points behind, it becomes panic stations for Cronulla and teams can feed on that. So we need to get the jump on Parramatta. We need to be the, the team that scores the first try and gets all that momentum. We need our home crowd. If you're going to that game, we need you to be all over the referee, all over the power players. The minute Parramatta drop the ball, give the biggest cheer that you can. The minute we get a penalty or we're vain for a penalty, just go for it. Do something good. Anytime we score a try, go mental. You know, we, we're going to need everything we can to beat Parramatta. They are a real force of the premiership this year. Yeah, they are. And like you said, that opening 20 minutes against the Titans was probably on par with what Penrith did to the Manly in the second half. On Thursday night, it was real good. Mitch Moses looked looked really slick. You know, Gutherson looked distracted and he had a shocker. So let's hope that happens again this week because he's um he's had a bit of a field day against us in the past. Look, I can't see anything other than a Moses masterclass that really worries me. Their forward pack, though, is very, very good. And if they drag us down and get us into the game they want... Moses can, you know, destroy us up the middle. Reed Marnie was very, very um, quiet. Although I still managed to get Daly end points, which just that medal needs to be thrown into the closest river. The start, the the first half, Reed Mahoney was incredible. It's like the first half, his service was crisp, his running game was perfect. You know, he was he was absolutely on point. But then, it, 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 the consistency for Reed Mahoney just yeah, it dropped him off there. So let's hope for that again. Minus the good start, I didn't even have the best five players for memory. But look, I, I think we can beat Parramatta. I'm um, I'm more confident going against Parramatta than I was against Canberra, to be honest. Mainly because we are at home. I think they will get a bump from that. Uh, my worry is, though, that big occasions seem to overawe us. We've lost every milestone game that Gallon's ever played in. We lost our first game coming back after the grand final. So maybe if we downplay this a little bit, it's only Parramatta. Who gives a fuck? Um, then we'll get them on the night. But ambush is the way to go, mate. If we get out to an 8-10-0 early start and get in their face, it's a different game. If they're 12-0 up, game over. 
what I saw from one player on the weekend gives me confidence in our forward pack, and it'll be, you know, when we get second player to this, but Dale Finucane, you know, he really took it to that, that Canberra team. He made 45 from 45 tackles. He was great. He had three, he had three ineffective tackles, and one of them was one of the ineffective tackles was covering the try scorer, but Hudson Young um, scored the try, so it goes down as an ineffective tackle. But if anyone can take it to that um, Parramatta pack defensively, it's him. But, you know, running the ball up, whatever, but if anyone's going to chop Campbell Gillard down or Junior Paulo down, it's him. I want his running mate, Camden McInnes, out there. You know, I've been, re- you know, going back, as I said, I hadn't watched a lot of Cam McInnes, but his games at lock and when he had his 70 tackle performances, you know, the guy, the guy made 71 tackles, missed two. Like, we need that shit out there. Yeah, we do. I don't care if Cam McInnes ends up with Britain Nakora like numbers running because it's what he does on the defensive side of things. That's fine. You know, that we, we really need out there. Well, if they don't score any points, they don't win the game. That's that's the name of it. Now, yeah, we'll probably get us too for just like having chat on our books for too long. Look, that's fair and totally, totally worthwhile. Look, mate, in terms of Parramatta, there's one name that stood out to me. They're starting 13, Oregon Kafusi. For a future shark, I was happy to see him get named in the run on side. We'll get a good up close, you know, look at him, his first game at Shark Park, you know, obviously in wrong colours. But, uh, mate, I'm excited about that because they've, um, they've got a pretty handy 13 in Nathan Brown that he's jumped over the top of. Yeah, look, and, and for anyone who watched Parramatta on the weekend, Oregon Confuci was huge. He's a good signing, um, mate. I like this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a really, really good signing. Um, he has a really slow play the ball speed, though, which is, which is very concerning. Now, I don't know if that came from um, you know, players laying all over him or whatever, but... Yeah, it was it, it was a little bit concerning on that, but he had he had ten runs for hundred and two meters and made uh, eleven of thirteen tackles. So from the bench, know, that, was com- that was coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Very happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Started now. Now, why is Nathan Brown playing for Wentworthville? Oh, I, I don't know because they named um, Ryan Madison in thirteen. So I figured, oh, there's too many players there, like for like with with Sean Lane and Papa Lee there. But even so, I would have put him on the bench. And then this week, you know, Madison's out for a couple of weeks. You'd think Nathan Brown came in, but Kafusi's jumped him in the pecking order, which is great for us. I don't, I don't know, because he looked pretty good, and they just signed him on a massive deal. They they came and blew our offer out of the water, so they obviously had plans for him. Maybe maybe he hasn't turned up. Although I do want to say it's probably from that photo where he had all these buttons done up, set the bottom one. I'd be happy to sit him for eight weeks for that. Yeah, if you're hanging out with Jared Hayne, you deserve a 10-week suspension anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happened to Ryan Madison? Uh, he's injured two to three weeks. Concussion or? I'm not sure. I just saw it on Fantasy. But my uh, my yeah, mate Stig's I, I, I hope it's not a concussion. Like It's nice to take the mickey out of players, but that guy's had so many head knocks. I hope it's no, not a concussion. I, but I don't think it was. Think, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, having a look at Parramatta's back line, Clint Gutherson, Will Penasini, Bailey Simonson, <laughs> Those kinds of players don't frighten me. It's your Wonga Blakes that frighten me because they can be so shit for 10 weeks but pencil us in, you know, and, and absolutely, you know, turn it up. Is this a Zaxini revenge game? Does Zaxini, you know, get himself into the Cronulla team? Uh, get himself into the Parramatta team? You know, he's just signed for Parramatta. Who have they named on the wing? I don't know. Who have they named on the wing? Fuck no, I don't it, know. It wasn't, it wasn't Zaxini because it didn't stand out. I think they had a someone coming back this week. 
You've got, you got a few players, but um, do, pretend we said Zach Sini in a minute because I've got a nice segue after we finish here. Oh, they put Wanga Blake on the wing with Bailey Simonson and their centres are Tom Opecic and Will Penasini. Now, if just... Ronaldo Mulatalo and Jesse Raymond can't get over the top of that, I don't know what will. <laughs> Dylan Brown's another one. He's, he's a bit of an enigma for me because he was real shit last year and people seem to rate him, so... I look, at, I look at that Parramatta team and the only thing that carries them is their edges and their front row. And then that gives Mitch Moses the platform. But if you can shut that forward pack down, you know, and and give and suffocate Mitch Moses, like just be in there. This, fuck, we need Cam McInnes to play this game. We do. All the mail says he'll be there. Now, mate, it's it's nice that you just mentioned Zach Sini because, as we know, he's made his way to Parramatta. But I believe you may have mentioned earlier that a, a player might be joining Cronulla from Parramatta in what, in effectiveness, is a straight swap. Yeah, now, Zach Sini wasn't um, a contracted Sharks player, but he was about to get a contract from us, and then the door opened for Parramatta. Now, we didn't have to release him from his tri- train and trial deal, and we could have still signed him if we wanted to. But there is a there is a rumour going around that uh, Wiramook Greg um, may be joining Cronulla. Big boy. Don't know too much about him. 120 kilos, originally a cowboy. Um, went from the Cowboys to Paramount. I only played two games last year off the interchange bench. I know he played against the Broncos and he looked okay. Um, I don't know who the second game was against, which tells you not too much about him. I think he's only played five games in his career. Um, he's known for having a big mullet and a, and a big body, but he's not going to be a guy who's going to jump onto our, our bench. You know, let's put it that way. But yeah, the the mail that I got was that. Um, He'll be training with Cronulla as of next week, and he'll be playing for Newtown. No, well, fair enough. Now, speaking yeah. of the Jets, that was a natural one. Uh, their game's been moved to Sunday. It won't be at Shark Park, so anyone heading there for the curtain raiser, it is the under-20s now with um, the Jets moving to Sunday, which is a shame for us that it will be there at the game, but good for the Jets because they're going to be at full strength. So whoever, anyone who doesn't play on the Saturday can back up for the Jets on the Sunday. So we might see some uh, some minutes from, from possibly Pelé. Definitely Metcalf, who, as I said, was fantastic for them last week. Uh, and a few others, potentially. I have some information about the Newtown Jets and why this game was moved. Oh, here we go. Newtown, the uh, iconic Henson Park, actually has a turf disease. And it put the beer... Footy and Food Festival in jeopardy. No, Terry, no. So, the Newtown Jets are not playing at Henson Park and they're not training at Marrickville anymore. They're actually training at Kellyville. And that's the reason why the game got moved. Now, it was a Jets home game. It was supposed to be at Shark Park. But Newtown requested the change to be made for the game to be played at Kellyville so that way we could get fresh legs on the field and get used to it because that's where they're going to be training for the rest of the year. They're not going to train at Newtown anymore. Uh, they're going to train at Kellyville, which is a bit of a pain in the ass because you've got to go all the way from Blacktown. And young Matt Beddington, who was on the uh, on the Outlaws show, you should watch that interview. Matt Beddington's actually quite good. But uh, he lives in the city and he's got to get himself out of Kellyville and back for training in the game on the weekend. But, yeah, so they wanted to make sure that everything was all right for the Beer, Footy and Food Festival. So Newtown is getting re-turfed and redeveloped and it should be fine to go. Fantastic. I love these exclusives. There's an exclusive right there. There you go. Now, um, the big the big deal, while everyone's listening, Terry, the fantasy draft update. 
Now, how'd you how'd you go last week, Terry? Before I talk about my matchup, uh, the guy who got the number one pick and everyone said had the best team went down by a hundred points to my side. You beauty, beginner's luck, mate. Beginner's luck. That's the name of my team as well. More like a little bit of uh, you know. Well, beginners luck players falling in my lap. No one picked up Stephen Crichton and his goal kicking. He scored a nice try. Uh, Jack White, of course, obviously carved us up. Kemal Marlow, I bagged you for taking David Norfoluma. It's 1-0 Mortimer. Um, yeah. Well, well, we'll see how that goes because Norfoluma actually he came with a 60-something and didn't score crappy tries. So it's going to be it's going to be good. Now, I unfortunately started 0-1. Uh, After you said you were going to go undefeated. Well, look, I didn't know that Tavita Pangai Jr. was going to pull out on the day. Uh, AJ Brimson was going to pull out on the day. Josh Hodgson was going to get injured after seven minutes. And I didn't... Well, I did know Chad Townsend I have to take full um, full responsibility for. I have shipped him out. Cannot remember for the life of me. No, I brought in Sean O'Sullivan as a pinch hitter because they got the Dragons this week. So watch out who's got the young Matt Mullins because it's a bounce-back game. Look, I want to shout-out to Paul, uh, mate. You know, congrats, but you got lucky. If I ever get a full team back, watch out. Nathan Cleary's only two weeks away, so I'm timing my run. Yeah, you know, it's important. And, you know, you and I spoke about it last year. It's it's all about super coach momentum, and that's what got me the premiership last year in uh, Rugby League Outlaws Cup. That's exactly right. It's all about momentum, mate. Super coach is exactly the same as real NRL. Winning round one is a curse. Well, probably they'll probably come last now, and then you know there's going to be no surprise. But it's the same as it's the same as fantasy NBA. Like you got to peak your own. I've been sort of floating around mid-season now, and all the you know all the stars are starting to rest, and you know everyone bagged me for picking Kyrie Irving. Scored forty last week, scored sixty this week. Colin Anthony Towns sixty points for me yesterday. All of a sudden, Mortimer's gone from eight to second, and I'm the hottest team in my fantasy uh, NBA draft at the moment. Well, there you go. Make sure you stay here because there are some big things to come. And I don't want to talk about the other super coach. doesn't matter. Everyone's only here for the draft. Mate, Saturday night, Terry, where will you be? Where will you be watching the game? I'll be watching the game from a living room in Jordan Springs, Penrith, after I got back from a child's birthday party. Look, the only thing that outranks the Sharks are our little ones, so I'm not going to bag you for that. I can't do it. Some of the excuses I've seen for this weekend, though, do deserve to be bagged out publicly. Check my Twitter because I will be going hard on certain people, especially those, <laughs> Rich Ossington, that were like, hey, let's get together and drink heaps for four round one, uh, four round two, and then <laughs> bail late to do something stupid. Anyways, I won't hold that against him, even though I hate his guts, Terry. I hate him so much. Yeah, now look, I um I gave up my ticket for this game. I said anyone who wants to DM me could have it. I you know overwhelming responses to it, but Josh Bowling actually put his hand up and said that he needed. It. I'm actually sat next to Josh, so it just made perfect sense. So I'd give him the ticket. I'd collect it back off him afterwards. No, my luck. He'd probably take a photo of it, send it to all his mates, and they'll get to the games for me. I won't be able to get in. That's fine. It's my payment bill. Um, That's absolutely but, fine. <laughs> I, I really am envious and, and, and jealous, but at the same time, like, as I said, I get to go to a kid's birthday party and eat fairy bread, which is uh, absolutely amazing. I love that. I love that shit. But, um, yeah, going to watch the game with uh, with all my daughters. Going to stick our Sharky's jerseys on, go mental trash house. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then hopefully celebrating a victory at the end of it. Mate, that is genius. I love it. Now, anyone who is at the game and wants to, wants to grab a beer, my drinking band is officially over. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to catching up for a big, long off-season of being sober. Uh, look, come see us in the CWC Bay. I'll be around. My head's huge. You simply cannot miss it. I'll be the drunkest guy there, the loudest guy. Give us a yell. Come jump in. There's plenty of seats. Uh, I've got permission, I think, Dutch, don't kill me, um, to say come and join us because we want a full bay. One thing I, I ask so of anyone that comes in, when the ground announcer says number seven, Nico Hines, I need everyone to look up and correct him and say Nico Hines together. I'll be there. I'll be doing it. It's a thing now, Terry. Wait till you see what i got coming without giving too much away. We got some shirts on the way after promising for five years. Could be six. Can't remember. Could be two. Don't know. I'm just talking now. But we got some shirts coming, mate. We got some merch coming on there. It's going to be fantastic. So watch this space. We'll have weekly prizes so you can get, get your hands on these. Uh, Nico Hines and everything else shirts that we've got coming. So um, you'll be all for anyone else, you know, you can either hear about it on the podcast or you can watch Rugby League Outlaws. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Punch Media. Follow all our sponsors as well, Zero Fucks Clothing, our good friends at uh, Top Sport. They hate us at the moment, like as Dan and I are mugging them off. Don't forget to get your merch from onelittlefootyfan.com.au as well. Mate, I love your work, Terry. I don't want to say goodbye, but uh, I think there's only one thing left to do. Howdy, Nico. Nico Hines. <laughs>